Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. Today I'd like to talk about my book, Discover Your Baby's Spirit. I wrote this book because I realized that all over the world there were five groups of children that are very important to our future. In the past, there have always been groups of children born during different ages, and they all have a common interest, a way to evolve the world in some way, emotionally, mentally, practically. In fact, in the Piscean Age, everyone was focused on a way to find harmony. Unfortunately, it led to a great deal of war, religious conflict, and many misunderstandings about who we were as individuals. We are now in the Aquarian Age. The Aquarian Age is about how we integrate, how we understand, and how we will learn to share. So all the children born now have that in focus and in common. They want the world to become a place where we can all listen to one another, share our feelings, understand we have common goals, and learn to build a better place to live in. In other words, a world without conflict. It sounds like utopia. For many, it sounds impossible. Well, perhaps it is in this modern age. But throughout time, we all want the oneness to be in form on Earth. So let's talk a little bit about the different groups of children now on this Earth. The first group that I like to focus on often are the hero group. They are unique in that they are often ready to take on any issue and sort it out immediately. We all think of Superman and we think wonderful talents, great skills, someone who can go out there, go beyond the norm and rescue everyone. Actually, the hero child is more about trying to solve a problem. They see an issue and they think this is not good. There is something wrong here. I need to change it. Now, if the child is unhappy, they're likely to choose something dramatic to do, such as break a window and cause controversy. If they're in balance, then they're more likely to go to school or somewhere that everyone listens to them and give a little talk about how their best friend and someone who is an enemy need to get together and sort things out. They love to debate, they love to argue, and they love to bring things to a head. Once and for all, they are problem solvers. The second kind of group is the star child. They're more whimsical. They like to think about the way the world was ages ago. Yes, ages, even into imagination. What was it like living in a world where there were just caves and cold weather or great heats? lava flowing all over the place or what will it be like in the future out there where everyone is sharing technology and everyone is learning to communicate mentally maybe with telepathy yes they have imagination and yes they do want to see a world where the past and the future finds unity
So they often think about space and they often think about what it would be like to live in space. As a result of their ideas, many things are created that we normally wouldn't think about. The third group are the psychics. We call them indigos now. Of course they've been around since the dawn of time. Everyone at some time has a life where they are psychic. But what is being psychic today? Well, it actually means that they are able to read people's auras. In auras are all the thoughts, all the feelings that anyone has ever felt during a life. Also encoded within the aura is all the history of that individual as a spirit. So the indigo child is very open and receptive to reading everyone's aura. They can feel everyone's emotions and are often upset because they do not know how to handle such demonstrative ways that people show off themselves. It's hard to understand what a psychic child is thinking and feeling. They often seem to know more than we know ourselves about ourselves. It's an enigma. But still, they set forward with determination to understand the ways of the world and to find out what the spirit self is all about. The fourth group that everyone's been talking about lately are the crystal children. The crystal children are quite solid, just like real crystals. They have their set ideas. They want what they want when they want it. They are often impatient. They can be it, shall we say um, disruptive in a nice way but they can also be great angels it depends on the circumstances and it depends on who they're talking to yes they are full of judgment and if things don't go the way they want it then they are sure to do something that will cause everyone to pay attention to them they are the ones who want to get things done yesterday and indeed, if they are impatient, you have to be patient dealing with them. But given time, these children will find a way to make this world a better place to live in. The final group that I'm most interested in is the liquid crystal child. This child is very different from the others. The reason why is because they have a coding within the DNA structure that allows them to recall the ancient past in detail. Not with thought, not with ideas, but with pictorial memory. So if you're talking to a young child, let's say a two-year-old child, who is listening to you talking about dinosaurs and how they roamed around the earth, they will suddenly come up with some kind of insight that you might not know, such as the hide of the dinosaur was brown. You might be thinking at the time that the hide of the dinosaur was grey. Why would they tell you? Well, in their own inspirational way, they have to give you some kind of new knowledge. They want to stir you up. They want to make you think and really analyse what you believe. 
Ultimately, their whole idea of expression is to bring insight, inspiration, and wisdom to the world. These liquid children are very unique. They're multi-talented. They often learn very, very quickly, are way beyond their years in intelligence, and do have certain ways that please themselves. While others may think their way is strange, to them it's quite normal. Some of these children may have disabilities. Of course, all the groups will have some kind of idiosyncrasies going through them. Their common factor of spiritual demand and spiritual supply is in great demand at this time since we are facing wars, terrorism and a great deal of financial stress. While I'm talking about this at this time, I need to say very clearly here that the things that we think are important today will be considered by many of these children to be obsolete. While we will fight to keep the old ways, and in many ways will justify that fight, they will be busy working out new ways. They will look at their parents, and they will see how to really parent their children in the future. They will look at our educational systems, and they will think about what worked and what didn't. They will look at our history, the way we traveled through frontiers and into space, and think about how these ways can be modified, adapted, and transformed. They will prepare a world for greater technology, while at the same time putting greater emphasis on their emotional sensibility to the ways of the world. Their need to preserve will be strong, while at the same time they will have a great desire to transform and change what is taken for granted. They will become engineers, not only of technology, but of genealogy. They will be investigating the ways that we can make ourselves healthier, stronger, yes, even bigger. And in the process of transforming our DNA and our mind, we will become greater human beings but not, unfortunately, before we learn to destroy those things that hold us back. I have spent many years helping people to overcome their relationship problems. I have seen many children suffer under the weight of their parents' ideas about the past. Today, these children will not allow any parent to insist that their way of being brought up into the world in the past, let's say 25 years ago, is the way of now. They will fight. They will resist. They will insist that parents are behind the times. Well, I'm sure as you're listening to this, you can recall that you actually said that to your parents. Yes, we all are brought up in the ways of the past, but no more. These children are adapting so quickly that by the time they do become parents, they will be modernized according to the times. And they will instill discipline, 
They will create restrictions and limitations to performance. They will not stand for nonsense. Nor will they stand for demoralizing and terrorizing situations. There will be new rules. There will be new ways to interact. You might say, how can this happen since we all know from the dawn of time we've been in competition, we've been arguing, we've been fighting, and we've been slaying one another for no apparent reason. Well, this is the new Aquarian age. And during this Aquarian age, many people throughout the 2,150 years to come will develop their psychic skills to the point where everyone can read everyone else. So what does that mean? It means no more lying, no more hiding things from one another. You know, I can already tell when someone's lying because their aura flashes red dots all the way across their aura and then explodes on the perimeters. So if I can do that now, what do you think these young children will teach their children to do in the future? And how long will it be before it's second nature to be developed psychically by the time you're three? And what will it be like when you can see the source of wisdom within each individual? Well, it is hoped that by that time we will honor and respect one another for who we are and for what we do. Some of you listening to this might say, well, what about religion? What about the way we interact in church? How we use these religious structures to help us create standards, morals, and ethic codes for our children. Well, we're not saying that religion will be gone. What we are saying is that religion will change. In the old ways, religion has controlled us. Even today, people act in the name of God only to find out that God is not on their side. So, much more of an understanding of the way of the oneness will be taught to all these children of our future. So you might ask, what is the oneness? Well, the oneness is all that is ever in form, all that is ever thought, all that is ever felt, and is integrated into a network of vibrations, resonations, intonations of tone that affect us. Once we learn how to listen, and how to feel, and how to use this information with one another, we will begin to appreciate that conversation is important. At this time, we are spending a great deal of money, effort, on visual things that we can look at, such as movies, TV programs, computer things. What we're actually doing is training our minds to be open in memory to these images. Every image has an attached sense of what it makes us feel, as well as a tremendous amount of words that explain to ourselves what these feelings mean. Our sense of vision and our sense of hearing will become heightened as the ages pass. But during that time, 
we will all begin to understand that the spiritual self has much more ability than even human beings of the future can manifest. The spirit self in the oneness is very capable. We can speak many languages, we can communicate in silence or verbally, and we can move energy from one place to another in the blink of an eye. So for example, if I'm in the spirit world, out of my body, talking to my spirit guides or to somebody who's in need of healing, I can be beside them, see their aura, talk to them, see where their flaws are in the aura, see why those flaws are there, remember for them when they learned something and thought it negatively through and eventually created a block in their energy and as a result became ill. And while I'm looking at that and seeing that, I can also see how to move that energy and transform it back to its original shape. In other words, back to the original coding. So in my book, Discover Your Baby Spirit, I spend some time talking about the coding of the soul structure that gives us a personality and character and how we use it spiritually and psychically to help us to know other people. That's in the appendix at the back. Of course, I've written other books. I'd like to mention my book, The Rejection Syndrome, where the soul structure coding is explained in detail, along with lots of stories. You know, if you'd like to talk to me, you can see on this page that I have an address, but I'll repeat it here. It's drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. I always welcome anyone who would like to ask me questions about my books or about themselves. I also offer readings where I will channel through for you your soul structure and explain how it works for you, how it develops your character and personality as you grow older and how you are supposed to be learning from it so that your spirit self will evolve towards the oneness and allow you to continue to evolve towards being one with God. Perhaps that's a giant leap for you to think of yourself as being one with God. For many of us in spiritual matters, we consider ourselves to be separate from God. Perhaps you think that you need to earn God's love. Well, these five children, the hero, star, indigo, crystal and liquid crystal child, all know that they do not need to earn a place in God's heart because they already know they are in God's heart. They understand spiritually through their psychic senses that they are already very well connected to their spirit guides, to angels, to their soul group, to every individual on this planet and are connected through their emotions, their sense of vision, their hearing, their sense of feeling in the body and the way of the world's happenings. Now, you might say, how can that be? But let's use an example. On the death of Princess Diana, or going back further, 
at the death of Elvis Presley, everyone in the world felt the loss of their spirit. They felt as though they had been separated from two great beings. Well, of course, what followed was all sorts of people saying they had had visions of these people and had seen them in their dreams. That was an awakening to us to recall that we are all connected and that spiritually we have a divine consciousness in the core of our being. That core of awareness lies deep within our deep subconscious mind, which is a part of the brain. Scientists are busy discovering which parts of the brain do what, but does that really matter? What does matter is that we know the brain works and is astounding in its abilities. Let's talk a moment about a fertilized egg. After that has happened, it turns into a zygote, three parts. One part is for the brain, which will evolve, one part is for the body, and one part is for the placenta, which allows the baby to grow attached to the mother's womb. Isn't that marvelous in itself? Now think about your brain growing. In it is all the coding that will tell your body how to grow. Every cell, every organ, even the blood that flows through your mother will become your own eventually. So isn't that a marvelous thing? And when you think about the beauty of the human form, and the fact that it seems to be born in innocence. Are we right? Well, actually, over the years, what I've discovered is that a newborn baby is actually very, very wise. Deep within their deep subconscious mind is all the memories of their mother and their mother's life, and all the memories of their grandmother and their grandmother's life, and so on, back through time. One could say that the energy goes all the way back to the first Eve. But where did Eve come from? And at the same time, we mustn't forget the male source. All that has been created in the man has been passed down through the genealogy from generation to generation. So why shouldn't every individual being born have the memory of all spirit beings throughout all spirit time? Yes, these children are about to show the world that the spirit consciousness is the all-important part of self. Wars and things that we fight over will become unimportant. Our focus on communication will grow through this age. The Aquarian age is just in its early infancy. Yet, everyone talks about ascension. What is ascension? It is simply a mode of change. Change always occurs on many levels, for many reasons, in many different ways. But no matter what the change is, it ultimately leads us all to question our existence, our purpose, and the reasons for our interactions with others. So, who are the people you mix with? Are they your friends? Or are you making enemies of them because you don't understand them? Have you stopped to think who your children really are and what they really think and feel? Or are you imposing your traditions upon them? 
Have you stopped to think that they may be of a different genre, have a different story going on in their head, and that they are indeed a different generation who have this psychic ability which you may be saying doesn't exist? Or if you have had paranormal occurrences in your own life, have you been allowing yourself to believe them? Or are you in distrust, saying you're not supposed to feel or think these things? When did you last stop and listen to your heart, your soul? When did you start to listen to your spirit, yourself, and the connections you have with God? Many people are praying now. They're praying for peace. They're praying for unity. But do they really know what it is? Have they really stopped to think about the divine essence of the oneness? I have thought about it throughout my life. In fact, I wrote a book called The Way to Oneness, which was later published in Germany and was called Rise into a a Journey into an Unknown World in English. And I am currently rewriting it for the modern times. Yes, it's time now. This book first went into Germany when the Berlin Wall was first pulled down. I hope that it will once again have a strong effect on the minds of many. If you've been listening to this, I hope you will stop and ask yourself, what kind of child are you? Now, how can you tell? It's simple, really. In the book are lists of do's and don'ts on how to bring up a child. Go down those lists. Ask yourself, does this one apply to me? Do I find the negative aspects have caused me irritation and misunderstandings throughout my life because I've allowed someone else to dominate me and make me believe things that aren't truly mine own? Or are you reading a list that says, yes, this is how I think, this is how I feel, this is what I would like to be and how I would like to be treated? It will be easy to tell which type of child you are. It'll be even easier to allow yourself, once you know, to attune to other people in your group. Now people ask me, well, if I'm in a group, am I in the collective consciousness of an entire soul group? Well, my answer to that is, there are many soul groups of heroes. And, uh, you know, whatever you think about, whichever soul group you belong to, you're still connected to all the other groups. So heroes attract heroes, stars attract stars, and so on. At this time, liquid crystal children are amazing because they are the instigators. They are the ones who are pulling all sorts of people towards them. There are many famous children now who are showing up with their talents on TV. Marley Cyrus is one. There are more. Whoever you see and you're attractive to, stop and ask yourself, why am I looking at a liquid? Why am I looking at a liquid crystal child? What is it that I'm seeing about them that I would like to see in myself or in my own children? Remember, they're little models for you to see the potential of the future of generations to come. It's amazing how they don't seem to be overloaded with stress as young children, 
and beware, in later years they may have recourse to act in different ways. Yes, it's hard to be special in a time when everyone expects them to be super special. And yes, it's hard to change the world when the world is fighting you. The arts, the creative skills and talents are the ways that we reach people now. Psychic children will talk about the images they see. They will draw amazing pictures for you to look at. They would talk about wonderful imaginative stories that hold you to them. They will share musical abilities and amaze you with their talents. They will talk about subjects that you have no idea about and yet entice you to listen longer. Whatever they do, they hold you. And that is the point, to hold you into an awareness that you have missed out on something and that this could be your time to open up yourself to new ideas, new points of view about the ways of the world. Now, that might include your ideas about politics. I'm not into them myself, but yes, there are many wonderful things to come through politics. We will work on our education issues and we will work on our money issues. But what else will we work on? Health? Well, that's another story. Generations are beginning to understand through technology just how the aura works and just how the energy flows. And once they understand that, it's going to be easy to determine before anything manifests that an illness is on the way and prevent it. So imagine a world with less illness and more people. What then? So... Where do we go from here? Space? Something beyond the normal? Back in time? Crossing dimensions? I've been reading the Bible Code 3, and we have to acknowledge that those first five books came from somewhere, somewhere in the future. But where? Was it us, 5,000 years from now, trying to tell us something we need to know for now? No matter what we think, no matter what we do, there is always going to be change. I hope you've enjoyed this program, and I hope you will come back yet again and listen to some of my other shows. My name is Dr. Margaret, and all my books are available on Amazon.com or privately from me at my website, www.sumaricenter.com, which is again written on this page. Thank you for listening, and hope to hear and see you or connect with you soon. Goodbye.